Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Amen and amen. Wow, put your hands together again for Jesus. Father, I want to thank you for today. We are so grateful to be here in your presence on a special day as this. More than 2,000 years ago, something very phenomenal happened that has changed the entire history of mankind. Divinity took on humanity. And you sent Jesus, your only begotten son, into our realm. To pay the price for our sins. To shed his precious blood for us. So that we could be reunited and reconciled to you. Our lives have never been the same since that event. And today, we are joining a very large company of believers and Christians across the world to commemorate this Good Friday, the day Jesus died on the cross. If you hadn't sent him, God, we would have had nothing else to look forward to except eternal damnation in the flames of hell without any hope, without any reprieval, without any change but you so loved us that you gave your only begotten son we are grateful to you father and Jesus we want to say thank you thank you Jesus that you accepted to come and go through such terrible pain and shame for us behold the sons and daughters that you've won unto the Father. Behold the brothers and sisters that you have earned for yourself. We thank you today in Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say amen. amen. Put your hands together for Jesus and you may be seated. I was feeling And the emptiness I tried so hard To hide Though I loved And said my life was fine Without you I was covering up The secret tears I cried Then one day 
Someone told me all your messes and all the love you show on a hill called Calvary. There you died and purchased my redemption. When you broke saints' power and set my spirit free, I'm amazed that you love me. I'm amazed as you care through your precious blood. I've from pardon, I've from pardon. And my sins I was there all washed away. All my sins I washed away. Yeah. It's true, there have been days when I failed you. Lord, you know the many times I've gone astray. But I've learned your love is stronger than my weakness. And your ear is opened every time I prayed. No one else could ever care for me like you, Lord. Other friends could never be as close to me. I'm not afraid to face the problems of tomorrow. Knowing you are everything I'll ever you love me I'm amazed that I am amazed how you can through your precious blood I've from pardon I've from pardon and my sins my sins I was there all washed away all my sins I washed Hallelujah. How many are glad that your sins have been washed away? 
It's amazing. Thank you, Jesus. Just close your eyes and say thank you to Jesus. Say thank you to Jesus. Say thank you to him. We thank you, Lord. We bless your name. Forgiven because you were forsaken. I'm accepted, you were condemned. I'm alive and well, your spirit lives within me because. You died and rose again. Sing it one more time with me. I'm forgiving. I'm forgiven because you were forsaken. Oh, I'm accepted. You were condemned. And I'm Spirit lives within me because you died and rose again. Can you lift your hands and sing amazing love, amazing love? How can it be that you might Jesus, 
First Peter chapter 1 and we are reading from verse number 18. We are reading verse 18 and 19. From the King James Version first. It says, for as much as ye know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold 
from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's read this verse again, 18 and 19, from the New Living Translation. Yes, New Living Translation. It says, For you know that God paid a ransom to save you. From the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it or silver which lose their value. It was the precious blood of Christ. Everybody say the precious blood of Christ. Say it again, the precious blood of Christ. For the third time, the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And for the short time that we have left, I'm going to share with you seven benefits of the precious blood of Jesus. We're going to run through it very quickly. The seven benefits of the precious blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible describes the blood of Jesus as precious. Why is it precious? It is precious because of the person whose blood it was. This blood is not the blood of any ordinary person. It was the blood of the only begotten son of God. Who left his glory and came down into our realm. Unlike other men, he was sinless. He was spotless. And that is why his blood is described as precious. And this precious blood of Jesus is no ordinary blood. It was spilled so that you and I can enjoy certain benefits. And seven of those benefits I'm sharing with you today. Benefit number one. Through the precious blood of Jesus, we are redeemed. Hallelujah. Amen. Through the precious blood of Jesus, we are redeemed. First Peter chapter 1 verse 18 again. For as much as ye know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation Received by tradition from your fathers. Go to the verse 19. But with the precious blood of Christ. As of a lamb without blemish and without spots. 
Peter is writing to the church. Peter and pointing out to us that you and I were redeemed not with gold not with silver but with the precious blood of Jesus. What does it mean to redeem? To redeem means to buy back. It means to release. To redeem means to liberate. It means to deliver. It also means to set free by paying a ransom. And ladies and gentlemen, you and I have been released. We have been liberated. We have been delivered. We have been set free by the precious blood of Jesus. That is what has set us free. And that is what he used to buy us back. And to pay the ransom for our freedom and from for our liberty. Hallelujah. Amen. One day, a father traveled to a certain country. And when he was returning, he went into a shop where they sell antique items. Which are like things that you would not normally find in ordinary shops. In that shop, he saw a beautiful carved ship. Ship. Mm-hmm. It was very beautiful. And he liked it. And so he bought it for his little son. He paid a lot of money for it. Because it's not something that you normally find around. And when he brought it home, his little boy was so excited. He loved his gift. And close to where they lived, there was a little river. And so he took his ship to the river to sail it on the river. But he lost God. So at the point, the ship went far away beyond his reach. He chased it. Trying to pick it up. But to no avail. The water swept the ship away. And he started crying. He cried. And he went home. His father said, why are you crying? He said, I lost the ship. I said, you lost it. He said, I lost it. And the father went with him. Back to the river to see whether he could find it. But they couldn't find it. He tried to console the little boy. He told him that it's okay, I'll buy you another present. But the boy couldn't be consoled. Because he really loved that shit. Months after, the boy was 
in town somewhere and he was looking through the shop windows and he saw in one of the shops something being sold that looked like his little ship he walked in examined it closely and he knew that this was my ship he told the owner of the shop that this ship is for me and the man said hey Akola go home and go and fetch water for you it is my ship and it is for sale if you have money, you can buy it. If you don't have money, go away with your money because I also got it from somebody else. The little boy ran home and told his father. He said, Da, I have found my ship. He said, Da, I have found it. He said, Where? He said, In that shop in town somewhere. His father went with him, went to see the shop owner, and told him, Sir, this ship, I bought it. It belongs to my son. And I want it now. And the man said, Papa, I don't want any good here. I bought this ship from somebody. If you want it, you got to pay for it. The man talked, sir. But the owner of the shop refused to release the ship. And the little boy was crying. And then his father did something. He asked, how much is it? And the man mentioned an amount far bigger than what he bought. What he paid for it. He took his wallet out. Counted out the money. And picked the ship. It was his ship. But he had to buy it back. And what he did that day made the little boy very happy. As the father put the ship in his hand, he walked away with a huge smile on his face. His father had to redeem. He had to buy back what actually belonged to him. Many years ago, God sent Jesus into this world on an assignment. And that assignment was to buy you and I back. Because we belong to Jesus. God created us. He made us. We belong to him. But along the line, something happened. And we ended up under the captivity of the devil. But God loved us. And he decided that I'm going to get them back. And he had to pay very expensive price. The blood of his only begotten son. He used the blood of Jesus to buy us back and to free us from the captivity of the devil. I've told you the story before and I'll narrate it again. One day, a pastor was walking through town and he came across a little boy who was carrying a cage a little rusted cage. 
And in the cage were three tiny frightened birds. The pastor saw the little boy skipping along the road with his cage. And he asked him, boy, what is it that you have in your hand? He said, oh, it's a cage of birds. He said, I I found them in the bush somewhere and I caught them and I put them in this cage and I'm taking them home. And the pastor asked him, what are you going to do with these birds? He said, I'm going to play with them. He said, I'm going to get a long needle. And I'll be piercing them with a needle. Because I want to see them flying, frightened in the cage. And I'll be laughing at them. As they are flying up and about, frightened and chirping. I'll be having fun. And the pastor asked, So after you've done that for a while, you'll be tired of doing that. What else are you going to do? The little boy said, He must have been a bad little boy. He said, When I'm done, I'll take the little birds. I have a cat. It likes birds. It likes to eat them. And I'll feed the birds to my cat. And the pastor was silent. Then he said to the little boy, I want to buy the birds. The boy said, What? You want to buy these birds? They are very ugly. They are not nice. Why do you want to buy them? Griff. He said, How much? And the little boy, he didn't think that the man would pay for it. He said, $10. And the father took his wallet, the pastor took the wallet and gave the $10 to the boy. And the boy ran away because he didn't want the pastor to change his mind and say, give me my money back. He took the cage of birds to church that day. And everybody was surprised. What is pastor doing with a cage of birds? He said it on the pulpit. And he narrated the story. And then he told the church another story. More than 2,000 years ago, there was a conversation. I'm still feeding back. That's what I'm waiting for you to sort out, brother. There was a conversation between Jesus and Satan. Satan was boasting to Jesus. And he said to Jesus, I got them. I got them. And Jesus asked him, you got who? And he said, I got all of the human race. They are now under my control and my captivity. I got them. And Jesus asked him, what are you going to do with them? He said, I'm going to have a lot of fun with them. I'm going to mess their lives up. 
I'll let them kill each other. I'll let them hate each other. I'm going to afflict them with sicknesses and diseases. I will let them waste their lives. And at the end of it all, I'll kill them. I will kill them. And I'll make sure they end up in hell with me. He said, I'm going to have a lot of fun with you. And Jesus was silent. And he said to Satan, I want to buy them back. How much? Satan said to him, these people, they are very ungrateful, very wicked. Why do you want to buy them? And Jesus insisted and said, how much? How much do you want to And Satan looked at him with a sneer on his face. He said, I want your life. I want your blood. If you give me your life, if you give me your blood, you can have them. And Jesus said to Satan, it is done. And that's what Jesus did for us. He bought us back. He redeemed us. He paid for our redemption. He paid for our liberty. He paid to free us from the captivity of the devil through his precious blood. That blood that he shed on Calvary's cross. So the first benefit of the precious blood of Jesus is that through this precious blood of Jesus we are redeemed. Hallelujah. Amen. Number two. Through the precious blood of Jesus we have received forgiveness and cleansing from our sins. Can I have an amen from somebody? Amen. We have received forgiveness and cleansing from our sins. Colossians chapter 1 verse 12 to 14. Colossians 1 12 to 14. King James Version. It says, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood. Even the forgiveness of saints. We have redemption through his blood. I just shared with you that one of the benefits of the precious blood of Jesus is that that blood has redeemed us. So it emphasizes that here again in whom we have redemption through his blood. Now notice the next thing he says. Even the forgiveness of sins. Even the forgiveness of sins. That through the blood of Jesus, 
we have been redeemed. And the essence of our redemption is that our sins have been forgiven and our sins have been washed away. For what can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. For what can make us whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 22. Hebrews 9.22 New Living Translation New Living Translation It says in fact according to the law of Moses nearly everything was purified with blood for without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness Leviticus chapter 17 verse 11. 17. Verse 11. New Living Living Translation. For the life of the body is in its blood. I have given you the blood on the altar to purify you. To cleanse you, say making you right with the Lord. It is the blood. Everybody say it is the blood. Given in exchange for a life that makes purification or cleansing possible. Jesus Christ shed his precious blood. And he shed that blood so that we could be forgiven for our sins. And so that his blood can cleanse us from our sins. Because the Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. From the very beginning, after the fall of Adam and Eve, God entered into a covenant relationship with different people. It was a blood covenant. He had a blood covenant with Abraham. He had a blood covenant with Isaac. In fact, even before them, he had a blood covenant with Noah. And then there's Abraham, Abraham so, so. Isaac, Isaac, Jacob, Jacob. And it extended all the way to Moses. And he had an arrangement in place. That every time the priest comes before the presence of God. On behalf of the people. He must never come. Without blood. Without blood. The blood of a lamb. The blood of a goat. The blood of a cow. And that blood was to serve a particular purpose. It was to atone or to pay the price for the saints of the human race. Or of the people of Israel. And they could never come without the blood. If they dared to come without the blood, serious trouble would have ensued. But everything that they did, all the sacrifices that they made, were just a shadow of what was to come. 
that are the right dispensation of time. Jesus Christ will come as the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world. And every cow that was killed, every goat that was killed, every sheep that was killed, it was just in preparation and anticipation of Jesus, the Lamb of God, the Lamb without spot and the Lamb without wrinkles. That he was going to come and shed his blood just once. And anybody who takes advantage of this, his sins, her sins will be forgiven. And all his sins will be washed and cleansed away by the blood of Jesus. Clap your hands and bless the name of the Lord. The third benefit. Through the precious blood of Jesus, we are reconciled to God. Through the precious blood of Jesus, we are reconciled to God. To reconcile means to restore or to return to favor. To restore or to return to favor. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 to 19. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, Second Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, James, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself not imputing their trespasses unto them and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Take note in these three verses of scripture. The word that is used a number of times. Which is the word to reconcile. To reconcile. And ladies and gentlemen. It is through the blood of Jesus. That we are reconciled to God. That we are restored back to God. In the very beginning, when God created man, he had a plan. It was a plan to fellowship with man. And when you read the book of Genesis, you get the impression that God used to come to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And he used to come there to fellowship with them. And there was so much pleasure that God derived from them, I believe. That was the plan of God from the beginning. He created man so that he could fellowship with him. So that he could relate with him. Oh, I can imagine God appearing in the garden and hanging out with Adam and Eve taking a stroll through the garden of Eden and chatting with them. Perhaps they asked him a lot of questions. How did you make us? 
Why did you make us? What are your plans for us? I'm sure God spoke to them. God talked to them. They laughed with God. And they had a lot of fun in that dance. But something happened. Adam and Eve sinned. And it affected God's relationship with them. And because of their rebellion, God cut himself off from man. He drove them out of the garden of Eden. And that beautiful fellowship that they once knew, they lost it. And for many years, that thing was gone. And God was separated from mankind. It was only a few people that God related with. That arrangement with the people of Israel was a special arrangement where God chose a small group of people for himself. But for the rest of mankind, God was cut off from us. But God had a plan. The plan was that he was going to send Jesus. That Jesus was going to come and shed his blood for us. And through that blood that he will shed, our fellowship with God will be restored. Our connection to him will be restored. And our God was going to cause his favor to come upon us. May I announce to you today that you have found favor with God. I said you have found favor with God. Favor means exceptional treatment. Favor means excessive kindness. May I announce to you today that because of what Jesus did for you and because you have believed in Jesus and you've accepted him as Lord and Savior, Favor with God has been restored. And now we have been reconciled with God. Clap your hands and bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. We are finishing. Number four. The precious blood of Jesus has given us life. One of the benefits of the precious blood of Jesus is that you and I have received life. Eternal life. Everlasting life. Leviticus 17, 11 which we read before. For the life of the blood is in its I beg your pardon. For the life of the body is in its blood. I have given you the blood on the altar to purify you making you right with the Lord. It is the blood given in exchange for a life that makes purification possible. Hallelujah. Amen. The precious blood of Jesus has given us life. It's important for you to understand, my friend, that one of the reasons why you are alive is because of the blood that is flowing through your system. When the blood ceases to flow, it's a sign that you are dead. When the blood flows, it keeps you alive. There is an organ in your body. 
and the duty of that organ is to make sure that every single moment of your life it should pump blood throughout the different parts of your body. That organ is your heart. And ever since you were born, the heart has not stopped working. The moment it stops working, it's a sign that the blood is no longer flowing. And it's a sign that you are dead. So critical is this. That if there's any part of your body. That the blood doesn't flow in. That part of the body. It begins to die. When we say somebody has a stroke. What is actually happening. Is that there's a problem with the flow of blood. Through different parts of the body. So sometimes when it affects the brain. And the person has a stroke. Now the person cannot talk well. The person cannot understand a lot of things. Sometimes a part of their body is affected. And the reason for all of that is that when the blood is not flowing the way it's supposed to flow, it results in death to that part of the body. My mother died when she was 89 years old. And one of the issues she had to deal with, she was diabetic. And one day, I think she was trying to cut her nail. Her big toe. But she cut herself. And that sore refused to heal. It refused to heal. It became very black. And the reason why it became black was because the blood couldn't flow into that part. We took her to the hospital. And the doctor said, we are going to try to save her leg. So we'll cut the toe. To solve that problem. And see whether we can save it. So they cut off the big toe. But it didn't work. At a point her whole foot became affected. And her leg became black. And it became black because there was no life there. And there was no life there because the blood was in flowing there. Because the life of the flesh it is in the blood. Where the blood doesn't reach it results in death. At the end of the day they cut off the leg. But she never recovered. And she went home to be with the Lord. The life of the flesh is in the blood. 
And when Jesus shed his blood for you and I, he gave his life for you Because the life of the flesh is in the blood. He shed his blood and so he gave us his life. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. He shed his blood so that you and I could have life and have it more abundantly. Lift up your right hand and say, thank you, Jesus, for shedding your blood and giving your life for me. Clap your hands unto the Lord. We are about to close. Number five. five. The precious blood of Jesus. It speaks in our favor. It speaks in our favor. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews 3. Verse 22 to 24. It says. But ye are come unto Mount Zion. And unto the city of the living God. The heavenly Jerusalem. And to an innumerable company of angels. To the general assembly and church of the firstborn. Which are written in heaven. And to God. The judge of all. And to the spirits of just men made perfect. And to Jesus. The mediator of the new covenant. And to the blood of sprinkling. Now watch what it says. That speaketh better things. Than that of Abel. It is talking about the blood of Jesus. And it says the blood of Jesus. It speaks better things. Than that of Abel. Genesis chapter 4. Verse 8 to 10. Genesis 4. 8 to 10. One day Cain suggested to his brother Abel. Let's go out into the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Afterward, the Lord asked Cain, Where is your brother? Where is Abel? Abel I don't know. Minim. Cain responded, Am I my brother's guardian? But the Lord said, What have you done? Listen. Listen. Your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Your brother's blood it is speaking. It is crying out. Ladies and gentlemen, blood speaks. Blood speaks. And the blood of Abel, when it was spilled by Cain, that blood cried out to God. What did he say to him? Perhaps it cried, avenge me. Avenge me. Avenge me. My brother has cut short my life. Avenge me. 
that is what the blood of Abel cried out to God. Whenever people are murdered, whenever people are killed, when people's lives are terminated, their blood cries out to God for vengeance. But there is some blood. I said there is some blood. I said there is some blood. That blood, when it was spilled, it spoke. But instead of crying for vengeance, it cried for mercy. It cried, forgive. It cried, don't put your sins to their charge. It means let them go. It cried, forgive them. The precious blood of Jesus, it speaks in our favor. And I want to say to you that ever since Jesus shed his blood and ever since you gave your heart to Jesus and you received him as Lord and Savior that blood has been speaking for you has been speaking in your favor Jesus Christ is not standing in the corner singing hallelujah amen you know that song don't you you've heard it before how many have heard that song before? How does it go? Send it here. The corner, corner, singing hallelujah. Jesus standing. Singing hallelujah. Day by I have never heard such a useless song. <laughs> we only use it for Jama. When we go for intercourt. When we raise that song. Like the presence that comes. Jesus standing at the corner. Corner. Singing hallelujah. Amen. Amen. My friend. Jesus has better things to do for you. Yes, you want to pray He's not standing at any corner saying hallelujah, amen, amen. He is seated at the right hand of the Father Almighty. And he's there as my lawyer and your lawyer. He's there as my counselor and your counselor. And every time the accuser brings a charge against he rises from his seat, walks to the father, shows him his palms. The holes left there by the nails are still there. Shows him the holes in his feet. Shows him the hole in his side. And he tells the father, You got to forgive them. You got to free them. You got to let them go. Because I shed my blood. I paid the price for their sins. We cannot have double jeopardy. Double jeopardy is to be tried for or, or to be punished for something that you've already been punished for. Mr. Lawyer, am I correct? Yeah. So there is a law in place that if you have been tried and sentenced 
for something you cannot you cannot be what you cannot be sentenced again for the same thing so Jesus explains to the father mm. if you owe and somebody has paid the debt why is it that the creditor is coming back to you and saying that pay me again if somebody like that comes to you what are you going to do to the person why because the debt has already been paid he paid the debt he did not owe I owe the debt I could not pay I needed someone to wash my sins away. I can sing a brand new song, Amazing Grace. Lord Jesus paid the debt that I could never pay. That's how we sing a song. With Jamaica, The price has been paid. It has been paid. And Jesus shed his blood to pay our debt. And because of that, his blood is speaking on our behalf. And it is saying, favor them. Father, show them mercy. Father, do them good. May I inform you today that God is not out to harm you. He is not out to hurt you. You have found favor with God because of Jesus Christ and the great victory that he won for us. From today, never doubt anymore that you have received the favor of God. Lift up your hand and say, I am favored. Shout it again. I'm favored. Shout it one more time. I am favored. I am favored. I didn't know that you favor me this way. I didn't know that you favor me this way. Said I didn't know that you favor me this way. That you favor me this way. Thank you, Jesus. Listen to me. You have found favor with God. Amen. And God is the one who matters. Amen. Never mind if somebody doesn't like you. Never mind if somebody has bad thoughts concerning you. Never mind if somebody wants to mess you up or destroy your life. It cannot happen. It will not happen. Because you have found favor with God. And through the precious blood of Jesus, you and I have entered into favor. Somebody shout favor. Favor. And clap your hands unto the Lord. Last but one. The precious blood of Jesus assures us of victory over Satan. The precious blood of Jesus assures us of victory over Satan. Revelation chapter 12 verse 10 to 11. 
And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength. And the kingdom of our God. And the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before our God day and night. Can you read the next sentence with me? Ready, go. Read it again. Read it for the next time, the last time. And they overcame him Oh, and they had victory over him through what? The blood. And who is the lamb? Jesus. Jesus Christ. Did you see it in your Bible? Uh-huh. And overcame him by the blood of the lamb. Uh-huh. And by the word of their testimony. Uh-huh. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Through the precious blood of uh-huh. Jesus. You and I are assured of victory over Satan. Hallelujah. Amen. And the last benefit. The precious blood of Jesus has given us access to heaven. How many are excited that when you exit this world, you are going to heaven? For you, this world is your home. There are some people they really enjoy it here. Pa. So when they hear sound, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up some way beyond the blue. The angels bake on me from heaven's open door. And I can't feel at home in this world. For some people, their version is this world is my home. I'm right here to stay. My treasures are laid here, somewhere underneath the blue. I can't hear any angel beckoning me from any heaven's open door. And I feel very much at home in this world forever. Remix. If you like, take it. If you want to stay here, you can have it. But as for me, my treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. And that is what I'm striving for. And that's what I'm laboring for. It's not an easy life here on earth. But we are looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And we know it will be hard. We know that the road will be rough. But we believe that through Jesus and by the grace of God, we will get to this heaven. It is the blood of Jesus that has made a way for us. And that has given us access to heaven. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 19 to 20. 10 verse 19 to 20. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he had consecrated for us, 
through the veil that is to say his flesh revelation chapter 7 verse 9 to 14 scripture. After this I beheld and lo a great multitude which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb clothed with white robes and palms in their hands and cried with a loud voice saying salvation to our God which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb and all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts Uh, wait Ah, four. The beasts were four. I'm sorry. The elders were 24. And fell before the throne on their faces. And worshipped God, saying, Amen. 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 And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence come they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Amen. Through the blood of Jesus, you and I are going to have access into heaven. Under the old covenant, the arrangement was that blood had to be shed. Sacrifices had to be made. And without that, the priest could not enter into the Holy of Holies where the presence of God was. That Holy of Holies represents heaven because heaven is where the presence of the Lord is. Jesus died and through his blood he has given us access into the holy of holies hobby into heaven and as you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior because of the blood of Jesus a way has been made for you into heaven if you die let your heart be at rest. The angels will come and carry your spirit straight away to heaven. They will take you into your beautiful mansion and you will stay there. No light off. No water is not flowing. No flooding. No earthquake. No such problem. You have access to heaven through the precious blood of Jesus. Clap your hands and give praise to the Lord. These are the seven benefits of the precious blood of Jesus. And today, on this Good Friday 
celebration. I need you to understand as you leave here that there are so many amazing benefits that God has made available to us. And how do we get all those benefits? Benefits of redemption. Benefits of forgiveness of our sins. Benefits of cleansing. Benefits of life. Benefit of having favor with God. Benefit of having access to heaven. Benefit of victory over Satan. All these benefits are yours. And today, during this Good Friday service, I want you to let this benefit continue to ring in your mind and in your heart. Why do you want to continue thinking that your life is a miserable one, one to be greatly pitied? No. Your life is blessed. And there are many benefits that are yours to enjoy. And how did those benefits come your way? Through the precious blood of Jesus. Thank God for sending Jesus. Thank God that Jesus gave his life for us. And thank God for the blood that he shed for us. Through that precious blood, you and I are great people. And you and I have great benefits Rise to your feet, my friends. Clap your hands on the Lord and bless the name of Jesus this afternoon. Hallelujah. Lift up your voices and thank the Lord for his word. And thank God for the precious blood of Jesus. Come on and lift your voice and begin to thank Him. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for the benefits. The benefits that are ours through the precious blood. We give you glory. Jesus. We give you honor. And as every head is bowed, and every eye closed. On this special service, on this special day, during this special service, I want to give you an opportunity to surrender your heart to Jesus. If you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, this is the day when you must decide that I'm going to surrender my life for everything that is done. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you want to give your heart to Jesus and you want to receive him as Lord and Savior, I want you to lift up your right hand and I'm going to pray for you. You can lift up your hand I'm going to pray for you. And if you are watching us also, and if you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, you can lift your hand up right where you are. And right now, I'm going to lead all of us in a simple prayer. Say this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, today, 
I come to you, to you just as I am. Oh God, please forgive me for all my sins. Thank you that you sent Jesus to shed his blood to give his life so that I can be free. Today, I receive, I receive this great sacrifice, this great sacrifice. and I accept, Jesus and I accept Jesus as my Lord, as my Lord and, my Savior. and my Savior. For the rest of my life, the rest of my life I will serve him, I'll serve him and I'll follow him. Oh God, oh God, please write my name, write my name in, the book of life. in the book of life. Thank you for saving, Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Give Jesus a hand clap, bon, everybody. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. And if you pray this prayer, something powerful has happened to you. Deep inside of you. A miracle has taken place. And then life of God has now come inside of you. All your sins have been forgiven. And your name has just been added to the book of life. By praying this prayer, if you prayed it with all your heart, and you prayed it by faith, I am happy to inform you that you are born again, you are saved, and your place in heaven has been secured. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give Jesus another hand clap. God bless you. And we're going to receive Holy Communion. Sit down. Just a few minutes. And I'll pray for you. We'll be out of here within the next 10, 12 minutes. But because of what today represents, I think it is very much appropriate to receive communion. Communion. Because Jesus instituted this. And he said we should do this in remembrance of him. So prepare your heart to receive the Holy Communion. Hallelujah. Amen. If you are born again, if you are a child of God, there's no reason why you cannot receive the communion. I know that some of you have been told that you have to go through uh, Holy Communion classes before you can receive communion. It's, it's not true. If you are born again, then you are allowed to receive the communion. Now I've noticed that there are some of you you never receive the communion. And I think it's because of all of these things. Maybe somebody told you that if you are struggling with something in your life, you cannot receive communion. Can somebody not change that microphone for me? Hey, I'm on for. It's not true. It is not true. If you are born again, if you are saved, you can receive the communion. And if you don't take in the communion, it means that you are you are not respecting what Jesus said we should do. Yeah. So those of you who don't take the communion, please, you are doing something very bad. Mm. 
Exodus chapter 12. Exodus chapter 12. Reading from verse 6. Exodus 12, verse 6. New Living Translation. Take special care of this chosen animal until the evening of the 14th day of this first month. Then the whole assembly of the community of Israel must slaughter their lamb or young goat at twilight. They are to take some of the blood and smear it on the sides and the top of the door frames of the houses where they eat the animal. That same night, they must roast the meat over a fire and eat it along with bitter salad greens. And bread made without yeast. Do not eat any of the meat raw or boiled in water. The whole animal, including the head, including the legs, and then the internal organs. So through this scripture, you are allowed to eat. How many have not been eating? From today, there is a verse in the Bible that supports the eating of the It is a delicacy if it is prepared very well. And I call on the people in my house that the next time the goat is organized, I want to be served with some of the yemu adie. Eh? And I want it with a bunubunun kwain. Uh-huh. Is it the same as ayoyo soup? No, it's different. Uh-huh. Ayoyo is which one? Uh-huh. And a slimy one. Ademe. That, is it the same as Ademe? It's not the same. The ayoyo is for TZ. Uh-huh. And the Ademe is for. Ayoyo is to tease it as Ademe is to Apple. Wow. So Yemwadia is good and it must be roasted over the fire. Do not leave any of it until the next morning. Burn whatever is not eaten before morning. These are your instructions for eating. Be fully dressed. Wear your sandals. Carry your walking stick in your hand. Eat the meal with urgency. For this is the Lord's Passover. Verse 12 is the verse you are looking for. On that night. I will pass through the land of Egypt and strike down every firstborn son and firstborn male animal in the land of Egypt. I will execute judgment against all the gods of Egypt. For I am the Lord. But the blood on your doorposts will serve as a sign marking the houses where you are staying. And when I see the blood somebody say when I see the blood 
when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And this plague of death will not touch you when I strike the land of Egypt. This was when the Passover feast was instituted. And God directed through his servant Moses that the people of Israel were to take some of the blood of the lamb or of the goats and smear it on their doorposts on the lentils of their buildings and God promised that when I see the blood I will allow the spirit of death to pass over you Jesus Christ whose death we are remembering today is the Lamb of God who take away the sins of the world. And today, as we are receiving communion, we are appealing to the blood of this Lamb that because of the blood, the spirit of death, the spirit of destruction, the spirit of calamity, the spirit of disturbance, the spirit that brings pain, that brings fear, that brings unhappiness, that spirit shall pass over us in the name of Jesus. As you take in the communion today, do it with a lot of faith and believe that through the blood of Jesus and through this communion every evil that is knocking at your door and every evil that is threatening your life will pass over you lift up your breath say with me the body of Christ the body of Christ the body of Christ go ahead and eat it lift up your wine. Father, this wine represents the blood of Jesus. That blood that was shed more than 2,000 years ago on the mount called Golgotha on the cross of Calvary. Through the spilling of that blood, there are benefits that you've made available for your people. You promised in your word that when you see the blood, you will ensure that your people are protected, are preserved, and are delivered. And today, as we take in this wine, representing the blood of Jesus, I pray for your people. I pray that anything that is threatening their lives, 
anything that is fighting against them anything that has caused them pain anything that has caused them distress anything that is a disturbance unto them through this blood the blood of the only begotten son of god may these forces of darkness fighting over your people pass over them in the name of jesus may the hold of every contrary spirit be broken in jesus name amen and as we take in this wine and as we drink it i pray let your people receive life jesus let your people receive strength let your people receive joy let your people receive peace let your people receive happiness let your people receive contentment let your people receive satisfaction let your people receive good health amen let your people prosper in all their ways in the name of jesus Jesus. may every power of darkness lose its power over your people amen in Jesus name. Jesus name lift it up and say the blood of Jesus the blood of Jesus Christ the blood of Jesus Christ Moja. the blood of Jesus Christ Moja. go ahead and drink it Amen. Amen. Lift up your hands unto the Lord. So, Father, I pray for your people. Jesus. Today being the special day that it is, I ask, oh God, that you will remember your people. Let today be the beginning of a change and a transformation Jesus. in their lives. Whatever has delayed whatever has lingered on Jesus whatever long standing problem or challenge that they encountered I pray let the power of that thing be broken over their lives in the mighty name of Jesus Jesus. the life of struggles the life of unfulfillment the life when things are not working Mm. let there be a turnaround for your people in the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus. let resurrection power be released into their lives Amen. and be released into their hearts Jesus Christ. and let them come out of every grave that they've sunk, in, in they've sunk into in the name of Jesus, Jesus I speak new life Amen. I speak hope Amen. I speak peace Amen. I speak joy Amen. into your people today Jesus. let them flourish Amen. and let them do well Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, begin to thank the Lord right now. Thank the Lord. Thank Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Thank the Lord. Jesus, We thank you, Lord. In the Thank Him for the benefits of the blood. Lord, we thank you. Thank Him that through this communion you've received, you're going to see some major changes in your life. In the name of Jesus, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Amen. Give Jesus a mighty hand clap.
Thank you for listening to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus two three three two four three eight eight six six two two. God bless you.